0: This is the lovely and talented Paul Ramondo from Perth, Australia. That was really, really good. <laughs> oh, Thank you, man. And I'm so delighted to have you back on the podcast because I always love finding out what the wild man of Western Australia is doing. Because let me tell you, every time I follow you, and, and you know I'm not a lurker or a stalker or anything like that. I hey, I hey, lurk and stalk away. Oh, oh, I appreciate your interest, and I'll take the engagement. Well, there you go. Exactly. But every once in a while, I'll see something that you're doing, and I'm always entertained, if not uh, just plain delighted by everything you've got going on, because it's always so interesting. Thank you, Davey. Yeah, no problem. Because actually, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think I've told you more than once that I go to school on what you do, and I'll never do what you do so beautifully as well as you oh, you're do. Oh, you're too kind. What an introduction. <laughs> yeah, but well, seriously, man. Okay, One of the reasons that this is going out as a live stream is, you know, influenced by you. Because as anyone who's listened to the two previous episodes with Paul, I think we I don't know, those might have been episodes sixty and sixty-one or something like that. Well, now on episode one oh well, by the time this airs, it's gonna be episode probably one fifteen or one twenty congratulations that's amazing yeah yeah it's been going great and not in a little bit uh, due to people like you who just share so freely with what you do so well but if you listen back to those first episodes you're going to hear a discussion about how Paul has really taken a concept that has been I I I guess coined would be the best phrase for it by Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk about document, don't create. And that's a whole philosophy. And we'll probably touch on that a little bit in this conversation, because I think it's so important. But I got a bigger question for you. How does it do? Hit hit me, DP. Yeah, well, I will. How does it do (laughs) in Perth, Australia, the most distant major metropolitan area on the face of the planet, get a prime time speaking keynote or presentation at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, California? Because I didn't know this this past March, but I'm looking at the list of speakers and what do I see? I see Paul Romano on there and i am going, wait a minute, how does the guy from Perth get on a stage in
1: San Diego, USA? How did that happen? So there's a fun story behind that. About six, yeah, it's been six years. Six years ago, I set myself the goal of, I was like, I want to I speak at that conference. So the first thing I did the year after was I attended and, and I did it again. And again, and I attended four years in a row and whilst attending four years in a row, I was honing my craft as a marketer, honing my craft as a content creator, honing my craft as a business owner, uh, creating content, creating content specifically for Social Media Examiner, the company that hosts Social Media Marketing World, just and applying and just doing as much as I could to build my brand, build the value that my brand is able to provide my audience and also provide Social Media Examiner with as much value as possible. And yeah, it was just a consistent four or five years worth of work after having conceptualized this goal in my mind six years ago and the stars finally aligned and it happened. That's the art. Uh, that's the nutshell version of the story. I have to also apologize. I was in the studio singing until about 1030 last night. I've just woken up. It's uh, 8 a.m. over here in Perth. So my voice is a little croaky, but we'll, uh, we'll get warmed up soon. Well,
0: and I want to give listeners a little bit of clue into what he's talking about being in the studio singing his, his guts out. He's uh, actually got a power punk pop band down in Australia called One True North. Oh, Dante Peg, That's correct. Well, you know, I've actually listened to your stuff. It's available on iTunes and Apple Music and all that stuff. Also Spotify. There you go. If you want to hear what blink 182 can do to the mind of an australian just check out one true north with paul ramondo thanks dp anyway i don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole but it's worth mentioning because it captures one of the things that i think is fundamental to you and what i really loved is the fact that when you were talking about how you got on the stage in san diego you talked about two things that i think are incredibly important one you accept that you are a brand And you need to communicate that brand via the most effective means possible. And we can talk about some of those things. But you also set yourself out what I would consider to be a pretty big, hairy, audacious goal. And that is that this boy from the streets of Perth, Australia, are going to be on a stage in San Diego, California, USA, which had to be kind of a dream knowing where you come from in terms of power punk pop. And the Cali scene that
1: certainly spawned that genre. 100%. And then also, uh, I think the consistent theme, and I am so grateful to my parents for this, that it's been instilled in me as a human being, and by extension, my younger brother as a human being, as an ethos has been you want something you can have whatever whatever it is that you want am i that a curse on on this podcast pp or do you need me to keep it? uh
0: you can you can go i can always say that this episode's explicit just let your freak flag
1: fly because right, fantastic you know cool. the, the right. full bore ramondo is what i want here we go whatever the fuck you want within reason you can have you just got to put in the work have the discipline and you know not to write a age or cliche. And one thing that I've learned a lot as I've gotten older, I've just turned 30 is be patient. And from a very, very young age, my parents taught me that, all right, if you want something and have it, got to work for it. And by have it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it, but if you work towards it, the process of working towards it will be rewarding enough. You'll never, and this is something I really couldn't conceptualize at a young age, but if you want something, work for it. This
0: episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast is brought to you by Culture Chicken Brand Egg. What's that? It's one of my most requested presentations, now available as in-person live or virtual online presentations. If you've got a group or association that loves presentations that inspire, inform, entertain, and get you going at the same time, we should talk. Head on over to dpknuton.com speaking to download my full speaker media kit today.
1: And let's start talking about how I can help you get your party started. I was a same day student. So my journey to San Diego, speaking on that stage in San Diego and California in uh, March of this year, that specific goal, it was conceptualized six years ago, my obsession with American culture, and let's just go full circle. My obsession with American culture started with my obsession with pop punk music when I was a, an 11-year-old, 10-year-old, uh, when I listened to Blink-182's Enema of the State album for the first time, and until and I just blasted that thing on repeat until... Mum and dad heard it and they were like, this is disgusting. There is cursing. There'll be no swearing in this household. I'm like, fuck. They take it off me and I ended up getting it back, I um, think, of a few months later. So I was then a C&D student in year eight and nine until and I realized that I, if I studied hard enough, I'd be able to do an exchange in the USA. And I was like, oh, I love the United States. All I ever dreamed about was going to college in the United States so I pulled my finger out and I worked my ass off and I went from a C and D student and I, I, I'm not intelligent by any means BP. I just, the common theme of my life is I just try really hard and I work really hard. And I think I've got, I've built a healthy level of self-efficacy to pick myself up by my bootstraps and I fall down and then just keep going. And it was year, year 10 oh, year eight and nine C and D student year 10 straight A's, except for religion and sport. <laughs> yeah. And then that theme continued. And it was because I had this goal, I was like, I have to get a certain tertiary entrance rank, like quite a, uh, the equivalent to an SAT, like a really high SAT in order for me to get to the university that I got into, in order for me to then average distinctions in my degree for the first two years so that I could then have the opportunity to apply, to go to the United States, to go to college on exchange, to eventually, and the goal was to, I want to experience that. And it was one of the best things that I ever did. And then that will build my network in the States because eventually one day I thought I would uh, end up living in America. Didn't end up manifesting itself that way in reality and also COVID aside, I kind of achieved that goal in the sense that I go back to the States every like twice a year. And I, I usually spend at least three months of every single year in the states. And I feel so blessed and so fortunate that what I do professionally allows me to live in one of the most beautiful places in my mind in the world, Perth, Western Australia, whilst also allowing me to keep all my relationships with some of the closest people that I adore in my life in the United States, whilst also pursuing my business endeavors and goals in the states as well.
0: I love the fact that this all stems from the fact, and you've you've talked about it twice now that you set yourself those big, audacious goals. You did it, you've talked about it twice, get on the stage for a social media marketing world, but also get in that exchange student program to get you over here in the first time. These are like fever dream goals for a lot of people. I mean, it, it, it's like so beyond their ability to even see that far that for you to have set them for yourself twice and achieved them twice that's impressive but i guarantee that if we talk a little bit more about it i'm going to find out that you've got several other huge big audacious goals that you want to achieve or have achieved like i know the the
1: creation of a an album for your band has been uh a big goal and that goal that goal started when again when i was like 12 13 years old you know I didn't have the best first few years of high school. Got bullied a lot and didn't have any friends. Like literally, no friends. And I found my solitude and I found my and it's probably one of the reasons I love music so much and specifically the genre of music that I now perform. I just found so much. I don't even know the the word that I'm trying to find. I, so much fulfillment and so much. It was my safe space listening to you know listening to my Blink One Eight Two listening to my pop punk music and I was like, one day, one day I will play a show in front of a thousand people. And the only problem was at the age of 13, 14, I <laughs> couldn't play an instrument, couldn't sing. <laughs> and uh, it's actually funny, my music career, and this is everything in my life is kind of interconnected. My music career is what spawned my love and adornment of marketing. And I wanted to get involved in the local music scene as a musician, but didn't have the skill set. So I was like, well, what if I just promote shows? Like, what if I actually do the events? So I learned how to do marketing through doing those shows and through doing those events. And then uh, I basically hung the, hung the hat up, I guess, on my music goals. Cause like, well, I can't sing and like, I can't play any instruments. I'm not going to learn anything anytime soon. So I'm not going to do that. I've, I've accepted I haven't done that. And then that dream ended up manifesting itself in another way because I became in inverted commas. This is very loosely a DJ and I was a club DJ for five years and ended up playing in front of thousands of people. Well, I played a few nights where I played over to a thousand people. I was like, oh, well, I didn't necessarily manifest this and achieve this goal in the way that I thought it was, I would, but I still perform live music in front of a thousand people. That was an incredible feeling. And I was like, I've achieved that. And it was when I remember that night that I did that gig and I played my first show in front of a thousand people, I ticked that goal off and I sat down in bed or lie down in bed and I was like, all right, well, I did it. What's next? And then it wouldn't be until like, literally like 15 years later. So half my life later, that I would like finish the EP and release the EP, which was about a month ago now, and realize a goal that I completely just like, been like, it's never gonna happen. And again, hard work, perseverance, knowing that maybe one day, or just having an avid interest in it and finding the fun in it. And then I'm so grateful to my bandmate Kane, who's one of my best friends in the world, because if it wasn't him, <laughs> the music wouldn't wouldn't exist. And he's such an incredible coach. and it's crazy to think like a life, literally like a lifetime later, after having that original goal, I've now achieved it. Something that I thought that I'd never actually achieved. And I think it all just goes down to that hard work and keeping your eye on the prize, even if it's just in your subconscious. Well, I want to go back to one of the things you said, because you kind of said
0: it in passing, but it really encapsulates everything you just talked about. You kind of said, well, you know, everything in my life is interconnected. Exactly everything in everybody's life is interconnected the things you love affect the things you do the things you do it should be based on your passion and your professional aptitude and expertise and experience there is no separating there is no true compartmentalizing of well this is who i am at home and this is who I am at work, and this is who I am on LinkedIn, and this is who I am on Facebook or any
1: of the other social 100% channels. 100% and, and I love I love that you said that because and I was saying this to Kane, my bandmate last night. One of my favorite sayings, idioms, phrases is wherever you are, there you are. And I, I, I love, I love that, that phrase so much. I think when I think about people that I adore the most and respect the most in my life are the people that have complete congruency with who they are as a person, their actions are aligned with their words. They do what they say and they, they say, say what they're gonna do and they do what they say they're gonna do. Everything's all aligned. And like you said, like whoever you are on LinkedIn is the same person you are on Instagram, same person you are at a conference, same person you are having drinks with your, with your mates or when you're having a family lunch with your mum and dad. And I think that consistency to go back to even just branding as well and personal branding is really, really important. That that congruency and that consistency with your brand is is, is important.
0: Exactly. And if I were to say, well, how did Paul get on that stage in San Diego? He demonstrated who he was, what he does, and how he does it in a way that makes him different, exciting, interesting, and engaging. Thank you, DP. Yeah, well, I'm not blowing smoke, man. I'm telling the truth. And he did it all in a way that made it clear to the bookers at Social Media Marketing World that, A... It'd be great to have some speakers who aren't just Americans. So let's see if we can cast about the world. So there's this guy in Australia who really knows his stuff. Boom. Let's bring him on. Let's bring that value. Let's bring that totally different point of view, geographic point of view, personal point of view, professional point of view. Let's bring that on stage for everyone else to benefit from. You would not have gotten that had you not demonstrated it over and over. And over again. And I'm going to say, based on what you've told me, you would not have demonstrated it as assiduously as you did had you not set yourself an
1: unattainable goal six years ago. Yep. And also, I got rejected five times. Here's a fun fact that not many people know I actually didn't get accepted for, to speak at, I missed out for Social Media Marketing World this year. I applied, I tried my hardest. To, and I persevered my hardest to achieve this goal. And I got a very, very, very encouraging thank you, but you're just not ready yet. Please don't let's discourage you from reapplying next year. And I was like, no worries. I thank you so much for the opportunity. You know, this didn't manifest and I'm going to try again next year. And I basically was like, cool. Well, I tried. I tried my hardest and that's the best that I can do. And I like, I accepted that this wasn't going to happen and then a week or two later some another speaker on the facebook ad track had pulled out and i was the i was the go to number one the b i was the b team replacement and i got offered off the gig and i accepted and i was always going to do the best job that i ever could and when i got that second opportunity to achieve this goal when i when i accepted in the same way that i accepted when i was younger that of oh you know what music's not going to be for me i was like well, now i've got this opportunity i'm i was always going to do a good good job but now i'm going to like go next level 100 and like demonstrate why i believe i was worthy to be on that stage uh, and, then, and then i did it and did, did the um did the presentation and it was quite possibly one of the best if not the best presentation i've ever given on a stage to the largest audience that i've ever spoken to
0: yeah i was there man and let me tell you we talked before you went on we talked afterwards you were definitely focused but a little bit nervous about how you would do. And you gave the most powerful, calm, clear, logical talk about how to do Facebook ads. That's called audience research for Facebook ads. Right. Using lookalike audiences, bro. all, All this stuff, the stuff I don't do. You explained in a way that even I could follow it and you did it in a way that I think kept people, especially people who were interested in the topic, writing as fast as they could because you were dropping these little knowledge bomblets throughout the whole thing. And I know that the people around me were really getting a lot out of it because you came totally prepared. and. There's a favorite quote of mine that kind of reminds me of what we're talking about here, and it's the French microbiologist Louis Pasteur, you know, the guy who came up with pasteurization. He said this in French, of course, but the English translation is that chance favors the prepared mind, which meant for him, how did he come up with his luck or his creativity when it came to microbiology and all that stuff? And his point was that the only reason I saw that luck or I saw that opportunity or I saw that chance available to me is because I was already prepared to see it. I had already done the work. I had always, already made the commitment to myself to try to uh, fulfill something extraordinary. And that's what, you know, if you want to change that to luck favors the prepared mind or the prepared person, I think it applies absolutely. And you've demonstrated it brilliantly in what you've told us in this episode.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Davey.
0: Hey, nonfiction branders. Did you know I wrote a book? Well, I did, and it's called Retoma, the ROI of social media top of mind. I wrote it with my colleague Spencer X. Smith, and it's all about Retoma, an acronym that means return on top of mind awareness. Bestselling author and NYU Stern School of Business professor Scott Galloway called it a book that starches the fluff from social media and helps managers allocate capital and find the unicorn among unicorns ROI. And chief content officer at Marketing Pro and Handley said this isn't just a practical way to think about the return on social media it's also a spot-on accurate way to reframe your social efforts check out all the five-star reviews on Amazon by searching Rotoma r-o-t-o-m-a pick up your copy today and start building your personal professional and small business brand the Rotoma way as I say I'm not just blowing smoke man I mean One of the things that I think anybody who listens to the nonfiction brand podcast knows is that you could easily invite a whole lot of people on a podcast, especially who are just out there to sell a a webinar series or, you know, get people to buy their book or whatever. I always look for people who are absolutely congruent or aligned with what they do and how they do it. You know, my big three pillar recipe for nonfiction branding is know who you are, what you do and how you do it because that will tell people how you're different, how you're engaging, how you're interesting and why they should engage with you basically. And, you know, Paul, your energy, your excitement, your different point of view, which I I totally treasure as an American who hears enough American conventional wisdom every single day to get a fresh blast of Australian air every once in a while, just kind of reinvigorates my brain and gets me thinking in a lot of different ways. And while we don't do exactly the same thing, I think we do it the same way. I, I, I 100% agree with that. 100%. It's about drawing deep from the well that you have, the well of information, the well of experience, the well of expertise, and just share that with everybody as, as much as you possibly can. What are you actively doing right now in Perth to continue building your personal brand to extend beyond that which you've been doing
1: so brilliantly for better part of a decade? Um, at the moment, it's, uh, it's a bit of a weird, it's a bit of a transient period in my life. I've uh, just purchased my first home and i um, in my new home office, which is in its nice. uh, one of its first iterations. And congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you. I, um, I finally, it's, uh, it's a bit surreal. I finally have a separate room in my home, in which is dedicated to my work, which I can close the door on and leave work in a separate room. Whereas I lived in a one-bedroom apartment for four and a half years. I love that apartment, and I had a few offices. You know, tried the office space, tried the co-working space, and then when COVID hit early this year, uh, I was actually in Los Angeles. So it was straight after Social Media Marketing World, and uh, was in LA, and was supposed to go to Boston, then New York, and then London, and all those plans are cut short. And then I came and worked from home, and I was working in my living room. So there was no separation between work and life. You know, I'm going a bit off track, but basically I'm feeling very grateful that I've got a, my own space in which I can create and, and work in and close the door on so I can have separation between work and life. Because I am in such a transient period at the moment, the personal branding side of my business is what tends to suffer the most when I've got so much on my plate. And true, we're, we're recording, recording an album at the moment and we've just released the EP for the band and then I've just had a new staff member start and the one finished. And got all these brand new clients on board, which is super exciting. Plus project managing the move and getting all set up. And I'm excited for about the next probably about two months time when everything is all not automated, but everything's processed and systemized again in the business, as well as in my personal life, because I'm sure that anyone that's uh, purchased a property before knows that there's a lot of of paperwork involved in loans and a lot of little things that just go wrong here and there and the internet connection not working and all the rest of it. And I'm excited to reboot the vlog in the next uh, few months. I'm excited to, we're very lucky here in Perth. I believe that Perth is now the only place in the world that is an oasis from COVID. So we've we've done over 160 days, no community transfer. And if you wow. were to go to an, it's, it's insane. And um, hat off to uh, our premier, Mark McGowan, and the hard border that we have and also because we are so isolated and so remote our geographic position definitely blesses us with the ability to do what we've done uh, with dealing with the pandemic. But I'll tell you, i tell you what DP, it's insane when you go out to the clubbing districts in Perth and everyone's packed in like sardines wow. and there's, there's no social distancing. It, it, if you just woke up in 2020 in Perth, you'd have no idea there was a global pandemic going on. Literally, literally like no masks, no nothing. Everything is life as normal in Perth at the moment. And obviously we had lockdown and all the rest of it. But yes, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more speaking gigs locally because everything's opened back up and I'm doing a, a panelist a few weeks at a local marketing event. And I'm actually just really excited to do a bit of exploration of the backyard this Western Australia and create a bunch of localized blog content as well on the back of that. Well, that's great. Where can people follow you on that vlog? So um, my handle and everything is Paul Ramondo. So P-A-U-L-R-A-M-O-N-D-O. The best place to connect with me and ask me anything is just follow me on Instagram. And the Instagram is basically like my content, content distribution channel for all things that come under the Paul Ramondo brand.
0: Yeah, well, that's great. And let me tell you, just getting someone like Paul in your Instagram feed, I think is valuable because you're going to see a different country, a different point of view a different vibe, a different style, a different, you know, I I think of it as cross fertilization, you know, if we're all a monoculture here in the United States of America, and sometimes we are, we don't, Use the brains God gave us as witness. Oh, anyway, I'm not going to go there, but I will say <laughs> this: that this is going to wrap up this episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. But do not despair, because Paul is going to be back again next week to continue the conversation. But for now, I'm DP Knutten for the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, and he is Poor Monday from monday.com And we will be back talking at you next week. Bye bye.